When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. So today, yep. we have um, one of my favorite comedians. Is he? Well, I saw some of his stuff. I really like it. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Oh, I love that. I think he's very funny. Very funny man. And I loved his uh, um, Almost Royal. Do you know what? I'm just going to say this before. before we... Go on then. Okay, I'm going to say this before we get in. I, I wasn't stopping you or anything. Oh, I know. I really love doing this podcast with you. Oh, I love it too. Really just love it. It's, it's, um... We get to meet cool people. We get to hang out. We get you to... get to hang out with cool people. I get to hang out with some cool, 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 cool. cats. Yeah. I get to chat life and lessons and love and yeah. l- literature. We just is... All the L's that I go for. It's actually great just being able to chat and yeah. sh- shoot the breeze, cut, shoot cut, the shit. Cut the cloth. You, you're touching the cloth. <laughs> <laughs> so today, ladies and gentlemen, on the podcast, we have Mr. Ed Gamble. Um, he is a very funny comedian. He does a podcast called Off Menu with James Acaster, which is very funny. You should go and check it out. Check out his stuff. On YouTube, if you if you want to see his stuff, <laughs> go, and, otherwise, go like buy saying, his tickets. It's like you're saying, go and check out his junk. Yeah. <laughs> go, and go, check, so. go and check out his junk on YouTube if you want to. Che- uh, and check out his amazing uh, body transformation as well, because he lost six stone. <laughs> you are fascinated by that, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, it's quite an, it's quite incred- impressive. Uh, but he is a he's a very good looking man. He is one of the best hosts, I still think. Yeah, he's a very good hosting. Voice. Oh, because you think he sounds friendly. He just sounds friendly. I think he's very warming. And so he's very un... un Assuming? He's very un... Friendly. <laughs> what is something where you, you, you feel, oh, there you are, you're worried about them? Unafraid? <laughs> what is it when you're worried about someone? You know, um, you're, you're a bit like, oh... Une- oh uneasy. Uneasy. He's, he's not uneasy, though. He's the opposite of uneasy. <laughs> he's easy. Ah, oh, this is why I love the podcast. Hey, a uh, big shout out to all of you listeners who continue to just tune in and hang out with us. If you want to follow us on Instagram, please follow at Private Podcast. Same on Twitter as well. And please leave a review and a comment. Uh, and please email us um, at, at private parts, <clears throat> contact at private parts podcast. 
com. We are going to start uh, answering your problems like we used to do. We're going to bring that back and we're going to start really, really getting to know all of our listeners because without you guys, we said every time, we wouldn't be here. So thank you for that. Anyway, without further delay, please, Francis, why don't you announce our guest? Mr. Edward Gamble, or Ed for short. <laughs> I was going to buy the Red Sox, mm-hmm. but then I didn't have the money. <laughs> well, you thought about buying it? Yeah, I was, gonna, I was really dead set on buying it, but <laughs> just couldn't afford the what price was they were asking. <laughs> Wait, who did, you, who did you contact to try and buy the Red Sox? Uh, um, LeBron James. He doesn't own the Red Sox. <laughs> he owns Liverpool, that's what you I know. I, 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 I was, you know, I got off on the wrong foot. <laughs> you know, even at that stage. Well, what I want to follow is, how did you get in contact with LeBron James, the basketball player? Uh, well, actually, you know, I just gave him a call. <laughs> Okay, and where did you get his number from? <laughs> Just guessed it. Wow. I think if someone guesses your phone number, you should sell them the Red Sox. Hey, but, whether you own it or not. But yeah, he was asking too much because he had to buy it off some yeah, other of guy first. Yeah, he's going to lose whatever, isn't it? Even if he buys it £1.10, that's not worth his while. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to Private Parts Podcast, this is where we read the most intimate and sordid details of our lies. Join with us today is Ed Gamble. Hello Ed. Hello. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, you have, you have the friendliest voice to sort of intro things. You just got you a very, think? yeah, you just got a really friendly voice. Well, th- thank you very much. You I've s- gone too friendly there, it's, it's almost creepy now. <laughs> yeah, but you sound, you, I feel like you have a voice that was like born to like host do you think? Yeah, I think so. What do you think, Francis? You've got the voice that Jamie w- would die for. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't die for it. I would, I would definitely steal no, it. No, it'd be a waste if you died for it. Yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't die. It? I wouldn't die, but I'd steal... If I could steal your hosting voice, I would steal it. All right, okay. Yeah. What would, would I get your voice? No, you, you'd be... You'd have LeBron James's. <laughs> oh, wow. <okay>. You know what? I'm kind of happy with that deal. <laughs> Wait, so who, what would happen to your voice? Who would get your voice? I don't know. If you get... Okay, fine. If you could have anyone's voices, who, what voice would you steal if you could steal a voice? I mean, it's a big question off the top, isn't it? Yeah, that's what we like to do. No format, straight in there, go. Probably it's just uh, like a proper gruff, co- proper gr- mm. gruff cockney yeah. voice, I think. Something you, with a bit more authority. What? I feel my, my, my voice is it's friendly, sure, but it's a bit reedy. But friendly, bit friendly, um, you know, how easy is it to be sexy if you've got a friendly voice? That's... No, it's, it's impossible. If you, have a, if you have a friendly voice, it's impossible to be sexy. So you're saying that Ed Gamble real isn't burn, sexy? Real burn off the top. <laughs> is that, you're saying it's impossible for you to be sexy, Ed? Yeah, I, I'm getting that. I, I can I, be sexy. No, let's be Hello, madam. Ha- <laughs> okay, hold on. Just quickly before we get into that. I reckon all three of us have never been sexy. I don't think we've ever been sexy. So go on, Ed. So you try, try and be sexy. So here we go. Yeah. So I'm going to be the girl. Okay. All right. Hi. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's like I, I, there's always a. I was never. Well, you're about to say, "How do you be sexy?" Yeah, I don't know how to be sexy. <laughs> how do you be sexy? When have you ever been sexy? God, think of a time when you thought, "Fuck, I've, I was sexy." I've been then. in a relationship for eight years. I do not remember the last time I was sexy. I don't. I, there is no call for me to be sexy anymore. I can just be friendly. This, this is this is what happens in relationships as well. Okay, this is what I've worked from out. the expert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from uh, me over here. But this is what I've worked out. 
There, there's so many things that go in relationships, right? So all lots of things. But one thing that I have found out, does your girlfriend do this? Does your girlfriend do this? Probably not. Uh, we sat down and watched the movie Enough last night. Do you know, it's with Jennifer Lopez. She basically marries this really wealthy guy, then turns out he's a stalker and he tries to like, you know, doesn't I think it's probably say, I watched enough of the movie. <laughs> no, 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 I watched enough the movie. It's called enough a, of the movie. No, it's called Enough. Oh. It's not, I didn't watch enough of the movie. It's cool. This is enough. like an old school double act. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, get ready. Get ready. <laughs> so my girlfriend and I were lying in bed, and my girlfriend was asking if we could cuddle and probably get a little bit romantic and whatever. And I was like, no, we're watching the movie. We're watching the movie. And this guy in this movie basically was having a shower. And, and that's why you wanted to watch the movie, isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> You're like, no, this is the best bit. <laughs> and Jennifer Lopez tries to get in the shower. We know that he's got something wrong with him, going to be aggressive, all these kind of things. And he says, no, I just want to have a shower. It's kind of like a metaphor for you watching the well, movie. And my girlfriend yeah. got annoyed at me because she was like, that's exactly what you're like. She was like, that's exactly what you're like. I said, what? Like an aggressive human? Because I don't <laughs> said, no, she said, that's what you're like. You don't want to be romantic with me. And I was like, well, I just don't feel You're like- always taking showers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you ever have... Do you, ever have- you do. You go and have showers and you have wanks in the shower, don't you? No, I don't <laughs> go and do that. Shanks. No, no, I don't. Shower go- wank. No, I don't go and do you that. You do. You no. said you admit you admitted that the other day on this podcast. Did you, Jamie? Yeah. No, I, yes, you did. Did I? Admit you have a wank yes, in the did. shower. I, well, I think. Look, I, it's called a shank. I, I look. We're not, none of us are sexy around this table. We've all had a wank in the shower, so that has to be. I'm true. not sure. I have had a wank in the shower. Absolute lies, I gamble. Hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> I like to compartmentalize my life. I'll have a wank before a shower, sure. Also, I remember, I distinctly remember uh, uh, reading an issue of FHM when I was 13, and one of the letters was about someone who'd had a wank in the shower and his knees had buckled as he came and he grabbed the shower curtain and then broke his hip. <laughs> so oh there's absolutely God. no way I'm ever doing that. And he called it, I specifically remember this, uh, Wanker's Ricketts. Oh my god! You know how things just stick in your head. Does That's that really? Does that? But you've got a seat in your shower, so you don't have to worry about that. I don't have. <laughs> you've a got seat one of those old people showers. <laughs> have you got a bath with a door in it as well? Who does? Yeah. Wait, you've got you a seat in a bar on the wall. <laughs> Wait, hang on. What is a what is a bath with a door in it? What is that? Is you know, on those adverts, you see like uh, for it's basically like for old people if they they run a, they don't run the bath and then open the door they get they get in through they the door. The bar, <laughs> they don't open the door after they've run the bath either because. They have to get it. There's quite a lot. I mean, it's quite a lot for them to take on, really. There's a lot. You've got to get in the specific order. You get, you open the door, you get in, you shut it, then you run the bath with you in it, drain the bath, then open the door and get out. So they don't have to swing their legs over the top. <laughs> That's why I love. I, I love. You do this because you you go touring and you yeah. go to different hotels. That's what I love about a, a a bath in a hotel room. One of those sort of not really fancy <clears> ones, but like a sort of you know nor, like a touring hotel. And they've got this weird rubber yoga mat. They have. A, they, <laughs> that's exactly what they are. Yeah. <laughs> What? They just stick you, to your back. Yeah. Cups. I love the thought of Francis getting up, going, checking in, seeing there's a yoga class and coming down with his own mat from the bath to the yoga lesson. Where do you get that from? Oh, from the bath? From the bath. It's not big the enough. The bath yoga mat. Well, I love that, but I also love the little handlebars they have on the side. So you can, you can, you can make a wave in the water. Again, that's exactly what they're for. They're for. <laughs> Your own little wave machine. Ed, how are you there, man? Very well, thank you, mate. So, dude, yeah. so listen, firstly, we've got to start off with podcasts, because you're like the podcast, like... King? You're the, you're the podcast king. That's what um, I'm calling myself, yeah. <laughs> but you did, you started a podcast, you were calling one of the, the retro podcasts. A pioneer. Yeah, I think a pioneer is a good way of putting it. Retro. Um, <laughs> is that not <laughs> everything you did? You used really old school mics. <laughs> we recorded it in flares. Yeah. <laughs> you released it on vinyl. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
an early adopter, I'd say. <laughs> but you were. You, you did it when no one really knew what a podcast was. Yeah, there was... Uh, Ricky Gervais, I think, is credited with doing them sort of pretty mm. early doors. And then quite soon after that, I did a podcast with a comedian called Ian Boldsworth. We started doing a podcast together. And we did that for a few years. Mm-hmm. But then, and then a long time in the wilderness with no podcasts, and then I've just started a new one. But I thought you did one with Ray Peacock. Yeah, so his real name's Ian Boldsworth. Oh. So that's Jamie. the name he goes Oh, on. it's thrown me. It's, it's, <laughs> shit, does that no. mean we should have changed our names? We, no one would listen to it. <laughs> yeah, why would they have listened yeah. to it? Yeah. So wait, so you started this podcast. <clears throat> but what? But back in the day, I think with podcasts, where did you put, did you, was there a podcast thing that you have now on the iPhones and things like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it's all, it's all been there on Apple. It was Apple on iTunes, since, yeah, yeah, yeah. Since the beginning. That's so, why I got the name podcast, because it's from the iPods. I think that's yeah. I, think that's, that's correct. I just don't think that's true. Yeah, it was it was so you could re- listen to radio uh, radio shows on your iPod, and so that's why they named it podcast. Yeah, because oh, bro- okay. broadcasting on your podcast. Well, that's a very interesting way of putting it. I like it. So you started that. You should really, <laughs> you know, brush up on the history of podcasts. <laughs> I just don't think that's true. I just don't think that's the, the reason why they're called podcasts. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's exactly why. I think that I think it might be the reason. But anyway, okay, fine. We're digressing massively. So you started this podcast and you thought it was going to be, it was kind of successful. And it kind of got this really good cult following. Yes. That went on. And then what you did, which is so interesting, is that you kind of took that to the Edinburgh Fringe, didn't you? Edinburgh yeah. Festival, and you started doing that. Well, we did it. We did, we did do the podcast live at the Edinburgh Festival, but also we then had a, so dub, how, a double act as well, like a tradi- more traditional Peacock and act. Gamble. Yeah, Peacock and Gamble. Yeah. So how, how big is, was this cult? I mean, cults by their very nature are small but dedicated, yeah. is, is how I'd put so it. So is it a good thing to have a cult following, or is it like a... Yeah, I, I mean... like the idea of a cult. Or is it, unless you're the leader of the cult, then that's a good thing, probably. That's all right, yeah. yeah. And we were. We were yeah. the leaders. Yeah, you're the, the leaders, cult. yeah. What did you make your cult? What did you make them do? Well, the problem is, is a, is a podcast cult, they're not really in the vicinity, a lot of them. <laughs> so yeah. you can't make them do a lot apart from, you know... Well, you can. You can order them over the podcast. Let's all meet in Camden. Yeah. <laughs> Throw beer at people. <laughs> was that your first thought? Yeah. That's what, if you had a legion of people under yeah. your control, you know, let's throw some beer at people let's in Camden. All go and did, get... you have a, did you have a podcast meetup where you said, okay, everyone, all, of the, all of the listeners can come and meet up in Hyde Park? Well, and then get them all there yeah. and go, I yeah. really know what to yeah. do now. Sorry, uh, sorry everyone. Didn't think you would actually turn up. <laughs> I've got to go, actually. I've got to meet you. Yeah, I'm a bit busy. But, uh, I would just go and get loads of nerve guns. and You know those nerve Nerve gun. Are they called nerve or nerve nerve, gun? Gun. nerve? nerve agents. Nerve gun sounds like something you'd kill a cow with. <laughs> no, there's these like uh, things that you fire out that have like they're like foam bullets. You nerf, know? yeah, yeah, nerf, nerf guns. guns yeah, yeah. yeah, I would go and get loads. I th- of... Yeah, I thought you said nerve gun. I think I did say nerve gun, but then I realised what I'd said, so I changed it. Um, so then you you had your du- so was the double act before the podcast? Or the podcast inspired the double act. The podcast inspired the double act. So we did the podcast for a little bit and then did it live a couple of times and then thought we'd do more traditional double acts as more sketch-based type thing. Something very similar to the Private Parts live show. Basically what we're saying is we see ourselves very much in you. Yes, okay. In a very unsexy way. Jamie, in a very different way. (laughs) Obviously in an unsexy way because we've already established you cannot be sexy. (laughs) Unless we take one of those old people's baths together. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll lock that door. (laughs) I was listening to an episode of this podcast earlier actually and you were talking about your live show which Mm -hmm. you start naked is that is that right yeah so he we, insisted it was weird yeah. <laughs> and it, but it was a daunting thing because every single time i went on stage you know i had I, i'd done stage at school and things like that yeah. but going on stage and i was naked every single night and for some you reason did that in school, didn't you? you know how things <laughs> stick in your you know how things stick in your mind like the, the fhm yeah thing. 
my thing, every single time I got to the top of the stairs, I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get a boner. And that's what I kept thinking. And I, to one night, I thought I'd just get duct tape and just try and stir it down. Oh, that would be I, weird. Well, I don't know. I just was so, it's the only thing that I would go into my mind that I would freak out about. I would go, what happens if this happens? It'd be awful. That's not my ideal scenario for a boner, though. You know, that's. <laughs> yeah. I, I Ed, mean, you forget I wank in showers. <laughs> you like the panic. I just think, I've, I personally, I've done a lot of gigs. Mm-hmm. I've never got a boner on stage. I don't think the two are compatible. No, but I think what... Unless my, that's your show. Unless that is the show, exactly. <clears throat> but I think what I'm saying, in my mind's... I've got a neurotic mind, so what I do is I think about the worst possible thing that could happen. It was getting a boner or raptors running in yeah. and attacking me. <laughs> no, but... but <laughs> Which m- made the boner more yeah. intense, if anything. <laughs> But did you find yourself trying to get erotic thoughts out of your mind before yeah. you went? <laughs> yeah. If I'd known that, I would have really tried yeah. to. Uh, you should have been really, yeah. that. <laughs> I'd have been really sexy around you. <laughs> it's very. But surely you have these moments, right? So when you started, when you took your double act on tour, mm-hmm. and you first started, because the Edinburgh Festival, right? It was 2012, 2000. Uh, we did, yeah, 2011, 2012, and 2013. We did as the double act. So your first—that's your first ever show you ever did. Uh, no, I mean I'd done I'd done full runs at the Edinburgh Festival, but just doing like short spots and doing like mixed bill shows. And oh, stuff, so doing you stand-up. had done stuff before. So we were both doing stand up anyway. Uh, I, rem- I, wa- I watched your sh- uh, Russell Howard. Yeah, to, uh, your because it was quite a long set on. Usually they're like five minutes. Yeah, a couple of shows. So there was one. The um, actually, you've lost a lot of weight since. Yeah, so since okay, then. that's the one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and um, uh, an impressive amount, I must say. And uh, six stone, yeah, that's is the uh, official published amount. But I've probably put on like another stone since then. You lost six stones, yeah. That's that's quite a lot of big fat boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It 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 was actually it was actually kind of a different, you know, like a different vibe. And then I looked at your uh, live at the Apollo. Yeah, which is well, I kind of well sim- similar but different. But you were obviously a lot skinnier. Yeah, yeah, that's the more recent one. Yeah. yeah. So who you like? Is that so, Ed Gamble? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I know. I watched the I watched the Apollo one first, and then I watched the Russell Howard. I was like, whoa, he's whoa. <laughs> which one are we going to get? Yeah. <laughs> we're going to put bets before he walks through the door. <laughs> but I, what I'm interested in is that so you were doing so you were doing your individual acts, you were doing all that kind of stuff, and then I suppose. It's it's quite a unique situation when you find someone that you can connect with has the same yeah. sort of comedy as you. So how did you find that partner? Well, weirdly, he'd been going for a little bit longer than me. Um, so uh, when I was at uni, I used to do sketch comedy, and every the Durham Review, the Durham Review, well researched, guys. Durham University, Durham. from King's College, Wimbledon. Get, wow, look yeah. at this research. KCS yeah. Wimbledon. Okay, is that was that the nickname for it? Yeah. <laughs> well, do you know the that? abbreviation <laughs> it's literally the abbreviation <laughs> how, how do you know that yeah yeah what you mentalist <laughs> you know oh hold on everyone as well before we get into a little bit more we have a little word from our sponsors ed if you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome back from our sponsors. Well, it's not welcome back from our sponsors. Welcome back from us <laughs> yeah. with Ed Gamble. Hi, Ed. Hello. Hello. The nicest voice Hello. in <laughs> business. So, um, so you had done stand-up at Durham University. Yeah, started doing stand-up and sketch comedy at Durham University. But I, I, what I am just so interested in when it comes to comedians, and I, where do you, at university, okay, I was interested in... Uh, drugs. No, I was not interested in drugs. I was, not, I was actually, I was interested in trying to get with girls, and that was pretty much it. The last thing in my mind was trying to pursue a career of some sort, and actually, I suppose I did acting, I did a lot of acting, but I never... I, what I'm trying to say is that standing up in front of a crowd and writing comedy and things like this, and I ask this to every community, what gave you the incentive to go, right, I'm going to go and do something like that? I just, I loved it. Like, it was never, I don't think at university it was ever me thinking, oh, this could be my career. Mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed doing it, so I just dedicated a lot of my time at uni to doing it and didn't do enough proper work, really. And also that's how I met like-minded people through the Durham Review and doing all that sort of thing. So Nish Kumar, he, you might be aware of his work. He was at Durham as well. We were in the Durham Review together uh, and a few other comics who are still going now as well. So we just spent a lot of time together doing that and hanging out. So it was more fun than anything. No, I didn't have a career plan. And so, also, Jamie, you said you wanted to get girls. Yeah. But probably, you know, you, you, you wanted to make girls laugh and then Sure, that's girls. always an element of it, yeah. Do you think so? That's, you think that's, you, how, that's what you wanted to... No, you wanted I, to get girls. Maybe, maybe you thought it came too easily. You, maybe you're just no. Too- I definitely didn't. It, nothing, nothing came easy to me. Really, it, it, it did for a bit, and then suddenly it just all stopped, which is real. It's the worst. It's like going from. <laughs> it's like I just suddenly went, and then I, then I, well, I told you. I've never told you that story. Maybe I haven't. I hadn't. So I had, went to university. Had a girlfriend who was very lovely, and then uh, we broke up. She threw all of my clothes on a roof, and I came back and they had frozen to the roof. God, she's got <laughs> like a strong arm on like, <laughs> 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 it froze. It was terrible. So that happened. It's really hard to throw clothes on a roof. Yeah, she threw, threw them out the window. Oh, right. oh, she yeah. threw them up out the window. Yeah, yeah. Wow, she hated you. Yeah, she really. 
hated me. <laughs> so that ended. And then... Are they still there? <laughs> yeah, they're probably still... Do you know, I'll t- I got another thing, something is, which is still there. When I was at school, um, I wasn't a prefect, so I was called a sheriff. So that's why I named myself. And there was a roof that you could climb on. And so you... Would I'm just going to let that slide, yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> pew, gets to the story, walking down so. the corridor going, yeah. pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here comes Sheriff Lang. <laughs> See, you have been sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah, really. In all boys' school. It was a special school. <laughs> and uh, so I used to invite people up to Sheriff's Tower. Actually, Andrew Strauss's name was engraved on one of the clay tiles that the ex-England cricket captain. What does that have to do with the story? It's just an added bonus. Um, and so we we're on the roof and uh, a friend of mine really needed the bathroom. And so he peed into a water bottle and, and, and left it on the roof. I went back to the school six years later and said, oh, I'm going to go back on Sheriff's Tower. Climbed up on Sheriff's Tower. The water bottle was still there. The piss was still there. And so I reckon it's still here to this day. My clothes are not on the other roof, but those ones are. But anyway, where was I? That was it. So I had my girlfriend at university who threw my clothes onto the roof and froze there. And I was kind of like the the, the fun fun one who had a a girlfriend. And then the girlfriend uh, broke up with me and so we did that. And... I was then like known as the fun one, so I wasn't that sexy, so I didn't get hook up with anyone. And I remember right. this this one night that I came back into uh, my university uh, sort of flat that I was living with my two friends, and I was very very drunk, and I apparently walked into the flat. And I hadn't hooked up with anyone, and I walked in the flat and kicked open the door and went, "Boys, I'm going to bed." And I had a girl with me, and uh, the guys were like, "Who is who is this girl you bought?" And I was like. See you later, boys. I walked to bed, and the girl then just left. <laughs> Shut the door because I'd made it so embarrassing. Because you were still in sheriff. Yeah, because you... <laughs> apparently you went through your entire university career doing the voice of an American sheriff. <laughs> boys! Kicked open the saloon door. Yeah, so what I'm sort of saying is I don't think being funny was that sexy at university. Well, it's not like you well, even I tried, mean, really, is it? Well, I think I did try, but I think I was just... People didn't find me that sexy and funny. What about you, Ed? Were you... No, I mean, I, I was genuinely so into the comedy. I, I think there was an element of it where I thought it might attract girls, but I think I was just a proper comedy geek, so I think a lot of it was just about doing comedy. But how did you learn your craft? Is that what everyone does? You try it out, you try it out, you try just it be out. shit for ages and work out what, what works. So funny, Tom, we had Tom Lucy on the podcast and he said uh, most comedians are shit for 10 years and then suddenly become good. He's been going about six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's an absolute self-burn from no, Tom he, Lucy. No, no, <laughs> no. He said, he, said, he, said, he said the first two years. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Is no, Eddie year? Izzard says you. Well, no, no. So Frank Skinner says ten years. Yeah, know, like, um, to find your to find your voice, I think. And I think that's the key thing that you you had to find. What 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 are you? What are you delivering? What are yeah. you giving over? Right? Yeah, exactly. So you then left Durham and you decided to take on comedy. Yeah, I mean, again, I don't think I uh, uh, I was thinking that's going to be my career. I was just thinking I'll try it a little bit outside of Durham because you're within a bubble, obviously, at uni, and you sort of the quite safe audiences to perform in front of. So I thought I'll just give it a go, and then it, on it, it just kept happening. Do you, <laughs> do you, it sounds like drugs. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you just remember? Tried it, yeah, and then it just, it just suddenly spiraled. Yeah. Now, now look, got really out of hand. Do, do you remember your first ever opener? Um, oh, now I used to compare a lot, so there was just a lot of chat with the audience. See, I told you your voice, man. You, you yeah. just you're born to host. <laughs> yeah, no, I do a lot, a lot of hosting of gigs as well. Yeah, um, and I can get away with being horrible to people because of my cheeky, friendly voice. Um, I don't remember the fir- the first opener. 
what would it, so the first gig I did was a competition that was very that was a very stupid idea. Of what me. you did you entered the first that was my competition first, on your first gig. That was my first stand up gig was a competition. That's quite bold. Yeah, because it was supposed to be for new acts. <laughs> but what I didn't realise was that what everyone did was just do a year's worth of gigs and then do it and say they were a new act. So that was your first... That was my first gig. <laughs> so he was actually with professionals. Oh, it was... Um, Mickey Flanagan was comparing that gig. So I, I don't know. Did you? How did you do in the competition? I got through to the semi-final. Really? So I did one gig really- and I don't know if I'd not got through whether I'd still be doing it because that just gave me such a confidence boost. I crashed out in the second round. But I reckon that's just because they're like, this guy's just got such a friendly face. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's <laughs> one really... Day, one day he's going to host something. <laughs> let's really keep on... Because uh, Francis, we can say, you know, he start, Francis started gigging and doing different things around the yeah. place and he's and he started out and doing different pubs and stuff like that. And uh, and he knows the nerves that kick in when you mm-hmm. first start doing it. It's intense. Well, especially, especially if you're first, when you're testing out new material, it's like jumping out yeah. of a plane. Yeah, I right, still so get that with... with new material because you can you can hone a bit as like for as long as you like and it's like dead set bulletproof then as soon as it comes to working on a new bit i'm like well i don't know how to do this anymore well that's the thing it it is really and i actually have jumped out of a plane and it was very similar the the feeling of going out and and trying new just bombing (laughs) (laughs) this is bombing yeah yeah but but the first i remember the first um uh, five minutes that i did was all new like all new stuff right so so there's just no guarantee that any of it will Well, that's that's the thing if you're doing an all new five and the first bit doesn't work you can't go well at least i've got that bit coming up later that yeah exactly going to get me out of it you got nothing in the back pocket that's the scariest thing about it i think is that for like testing out new yeah and you have to do that when you when you start god i just when we were on stage we'd have i'd have moments leading up to it where i was going god i just know that bit's not going to be funny that's yeah it's actually it's in the script i think it's worse <laughs> when you know it's not funny yeah and rather than going oh this could be funny you go shit this is how am i gonna be- make this funny <laughs> i do that all the time where if it's a tricky audience and I do a bit that normally works and it doesn't get anything and all I'm thinking is I've got some shaky bits coming up later <laughs> yes. so God almighty that. how are you going to react <laughs> hey Ed um, I'm having a do you know what I'm, I'm just going to say I'm having an absolute lovely time <laughs> really yeah I really know. am I've been laughing since the get go oh holy thanks man don't worry yeah. I really appreciate making you guys chuckle it's all me <laughs> isn't it right I'm going to make you chuckle even more because I have my diary now, Ed, here we go Saturday. My New Year's resolution is writing more thank you letters. Immediately the poshest diary entry of all time. <laughs> no, it's not. I, I opened up my letter writing kit, got on my fountain pen, and got my quill. Started to wax, write. wax seal? Yeah, oh, delightful. <laughs> yeah. The stamp on the back. Do you um, uh, write it in your handwriting? Yeah, I don't have a writer for me, do I? What would I get someone to write it? You sit there and write. Walk around dictating whilst wearing a robe. <laughs> a just, scribe. Yeah. Just throwing things at people. So I decided that I should try and stick to it. I don't mean that I'm going to write thank you letters for no reason. That would be silly. Or just thank you letters in general. But if I'm invited to someone's house on holiday, a birthday party, I will write a thank you letter. So Especially I, if it's a nice house. <laughs> what? Because you want to get invited back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Most people say they want to have resolutions, but they don't actually fulfil their promises. Do you? Do you have any resolutions? Uh, no, because I never fulfil them. And well, then there I you just go. Feel like shit about myself if I don't ah, do it. There you go. Exactly. So you're part of my tribe, <laughs> whatever that is. What should we call ourselves? What the, for the failures? <laughs> yeah, we should do that. Think of a name. We'll do it at the end. All right. <laughs> do what at the end? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
Well, let's say we're going to do it at the end and not do it. Yeah, because we're failures. Yeah. Most people say they want to have resolutions, but they don't actually fulfill their promises. So to be away from the crowd, I decided to sit down and begin my letters. I decided I like to do is sit next to the computer, and if I don't know what to spell, write it on the computer, and then have spell check. However, it's a little demoralising when I have to spell check unbelievable. <laughs> So hang on, this is the most roundabout way of writing a letter. You're handwriting a letter mm. with a computer <clears throat> next to you to yeah. spell check for Wait, you. Wait, so yeah, you're yeah. handwriting it? Why would and you then not? You're tape, why would you not just write type it in the letter? The, type it and then write it, or just type the letter. Oh, well, that would have been better. I had to start the letter three times because I kept making mistakes. Anyway, I also found an error with the Mac computer. They don't have thesaurus. <laughs> Why? Shouldn't you be telling this to them? Yeah, I should do. Hey, Mac, listen to this. <laughs> you don't have thesaurus, which meant I had to use words like generous and beautiful. Oh, is, this, is this word? No, I'm not using it. I'm using just the, the, the list thing. Whatever. I, don't, I haven't bought notes. words. Notes, yeah. I don't have word on you Mac. You should get word. You should just get word because it's got this thing called synonyms. Synonyms. No. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you were spell-checking each word in notes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was. And sometimes in my text message. They don't have thesaurus, which meant I had to use words like generous and beautiful instead of bountiful. And I actually couldn't read this one, so Ed, you're going to have to read that out for me. What does that mean? I have got absolutely yeah. no idea. Apparently, apparently, apparently that, that, means, me that, means, that means beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I read it on thesaurus. Try and pronounce it. Uh, uh, it it's pol... Critudinous. Yeah, apparently that means beautiful. And it, uh, ironically, a horrible word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Polcritudinous. Yeah, yeah. Polcritudinous. What uh, were you trying to describe as generous and beautiful? Uh, uh, I can't. Oh, oh, my my girlfriend's father's house. Right. Yeah. Generous <laughs> and beautiful. Your house is generous. <laughs> Your house is polcritudinous. <laughs> my niche. The most polcritudinous kitchen. <laughs> I wrote I wrote my two letters, one to a friend's parents thanking them for a beautiful wedding I was invited to, and the other to my girlfriend's dad thanking for thanking him for having me to stay. I spell checked, bought envelopes, stamps, licked the envelope, which I hate doing, walked to the red <laughs> post box and posted them. Wait, a, wait, so you sealed it and then licked it? No, That's I licked weird. it. Then. <laughs> so you used the glue and then you licked the other side? I sniffed the you glue. Licked, you smudged, <laughs> smudged the address, you wrote the address and then licked it. I walked to the red post book and posted them. Red post book. <laughs> I'm not sure that letter's going to get there, Jamie. Oh, funny you should I say that. I put it in the red post book. Uh -oh. Funny you should say that. As the last envelope left my fingers, I realised in horror what mistake I had made. I had specially put a different stamp on the envelope which I was going to send to my girlfriend's dad and saw as I and as I saw it leave my fingers I had put the wrong address on the wrong envelope I had sent the wrong letters but the wrong address two, two letters <laughs> so my girlfriend's dad is going to receive the wedding one to, to Amanda and Philippe and Amanda and Philippe are going to get a letter thanking them for their portraitude in his house <laughs> This is a disaster. Oh, God. Oh, God. That's a good start to the new year. That's my diary, everyone. <laughs> Shall we have the question, question of, the week? of the week based on your... Hey, hold on, Ed. What did you think of the diary? I loved it. It was, was good, right? Was, I loved it. The sort of the crazy stuff you're getting up to in your life. <laughs> Just writing letters. Writing and, thank you letters. And, and checking thesaurus. Having a big mix-up. <laughs> <laughs> well, Francis, let's have the question of the week. <laughs> what were you? Have you not got it? All right. Well, what? How many? Oh. How, how many? I love it when people go into a sentence where they don't know how it's going to end. How many times? 
does the average man masturbate a year? <laughs> <laughs> Making this up in your head. So, but do you know the answer? I know the answer. <laughs> It's already in a lifetime. <laughs> in a lifetime, <laughs> right? You said that before you. you, 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 you do you know? I know the answer. <laughs> Ed, as our guest, um, what do you think the answer is? So we, the, the av- how often, how many times does the av- the average, average man average man masturbate in a in a lifetime? Should we team up together in this one? <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> well, should we, should, we, should, we, should we work it out? The average person lives for what, 70 years, let's say? They live for 70 years. 75, that's 75 say. years, and probably 11 of those <clears throat> years or 12 of those years, you're, you're not doing much, are you? So that well, is. What's, uh, what do you mean? Well, for, for the first 12 years of your life, I don't really think that, you're, that you are masturbating. Weren't you doing that thing, weird thing with your blanket? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't count though, Francis. But how, how are you defining masturbating? Oh, I, th- I guess... To, compl- to completion. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Did you Otherwise it's not... Like, <laughs> I decided, I don't think it complete? counts otherwise, is it? It's just... <laughs> no, that's just I think, fun, yeah. fun thing. <clears throat> so 70, a... 70, 75 minus five is 63. So 63... So you go 63... Um, so that's 63 years of wanking. 60, 63 years, 365 days in a year, and you're going to do it four times a week. So let's do four... Four times a week? Three times, two, what, once? I don't What's know. normal? <laughs> well, Jamie's... You went Jamie. straight in with four in a week. No, he went so low when he was buying the Red Sox, yeah. I went high. <laughs> That's why. No, 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 I think... So four four times a week is how much you... I'm you... going to say three. I'm gonna well, say why are you two? Why are you... I'm going to say two. No, hang on. No. Well, I don't know. Just be honest. Just I be honest. How many I'm times gonna... a week, Jamie? I'm going to say... I would assume you said four. That, so let's take the first one. I'm not going to say four. I'm going to say I'm going to say I'm how many times do you masturbate a week? <laughs> I me? don't. I am in a relationship, so right. I wouldn't know. Right. So you wouldn't know <laughs> how many. So you just, <laughs> just do it in do sleep, blindfolded. Sleep walk, do it. I now like bird box. Yeah. <laughs> it's way more exciting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, who is it? <laughs> and then I open the bath to my. What? Open the door to my bar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, okay, so we're not going to go for four. We're going to go for we're going to go for three. Go three go times a week. Three, on average, three times yeah. fifty-two is one hundred fifty-six. Times that by sixty-five. It's about that amount. So we, that seems low. <laughs> All right, again. Well, how much do you want to add on to that? <laughs> well, at the I moment, know, we but I think maybe we should double it. <laughs> at the moment, we have ten thousand one hundred forty. <laughs> Also, bear in mind, I don't think Francis knows the answer. No, I, do, I do know the answer. Right, okay. okay, fine. So let's, I, let's say, let's just nice round 10,000. Well, you've just gone down. Okay, but, you like, yeah, why but don't you guys both have, a, have, have your own take on that answer? So which one it would be? Who? I, I, I think it's 10K. All right, you go 10K. I'll go, go for 50. Should I go big? Should I go, <laughs> go, go. million? <laughs> Million times. Uh, I'll go. F- I, fine. I'll go thirteen. Thirteen thousand. Oh my god! Per week. <laughs> okay. Uh, right. Um, well, listen, everyone. We're going to find out in part two where we're going to. Oh, that's a hook, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll bring them coming back, that, won't it? God, they can't wait. They can't wait to find out. <laughs> Plus, we're going to have more of the. Wait, wait. At the end of part two, so yes. yeah, no drop so off. Stick rate. with it. Yeah. And we're going to have the. Pre- Ed Gamble with us. Pulchritudinous. Ed Gamble with us. See you in part two. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.